You know, many combat veterans and first responders struggle with post-traumatic stress, and we both have been there ourselves. However, our worst traumatic experiences were childhood and civilian lives. If you suffer from anxiety, depression, or emotional distress, you're not alone. And many of us are jammed up emotionally on some level, and all we want to do is set you free. Thank you for joining us on the Anxiety Guys podcast, where we are leading the emotional revolution. Join us and discover how you can feel the heal. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Dan Jarvis with Nick Davis. We're the Anxiety Guys. Today's episode, we're going to talk about tips, tricks, and ways to help yourself with anxiety, depression, or trauma. Yeah. Outside of the work that we do, we definitely want to bring you guys some content, some things that work for us and maybe some things in our personal growth and development journey that have had an impact in our lives or in the lives of some of our friends, clients, and colleagues. Yeah, so if you're not ready to commit to the work that we do with Anxiety Guys, we want to give you guys some skills that'll help you regulate your nervous system very quickly. And the two things that I'm going to talk about, one is breath work, and the other one is ice baths or cold showers. One or the, you can do it either way. Ice baths are better because you actually feel better from physical inflammation. So when I first met Nick, we did we were doing some breath work. And some of that stuff can be pretty powerful. And everybody knows, well, not everybody. A lot of people know who Wim Hof is. Wim Hof has pretty much mastered not only breath work, but the immersion ice baths, to so to speak. But he actually will do it in Poland in the winter in a, in a lake or a stream. And what the breath work does for you, and the, the common one is what they call box breathing, right? You have a four-second inhale, deep diaphragmatic breath from the lower belly, almost like your belly sticking out like you're pregnant. You do a four-second inhale, and then you do a four-second hold, and then you want to exhale for longer than you inhaled. So six, seven, eight seconds, however long it takes you. And as you're exhaling, you're compressing your belly to your spine. And what that compression of the belly to the spine does is it starts to massage the vagus nerve and it sends signals to the brain, hey, um, I'm good. And it can reduce cortisol up to 40%. So whenever you're in those triggered moments, that breath work can make a 90 second trigger into about 30 seconds, which gives you a minute of calm which does a lot for the human body with, you know, keeping the cortisol out, keeping the adrenaline levels down. So it's four, four, six, and then four pause at the bottom. So you inhale for four, deep diaphragmatic, hold for four, exhale for six to eight, hold for four. And you keep repeating that cycle till you feel yourself starting to calm down. That's a way for you in those moments when you're, maybe you're driving your car, you know, just be careful when you drive your car, you don't get lightheaded and pass out. But Four, four, six, four, all right, is a good way to calm the nervous system and keep the cortisol um, at a minimum. So a 40% reduction in cortisol is, is pretty significant. That's the stress hormone. That's what makes you feel, you know, all those chemicals hitting your body, all those emotions. It's a way to calm you down. And the other one, and I'm trying to get Nick to do this, but he's he's holding out on me. So everybody, you got to encourage him that he should really try this. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Before uh, you go into this. Nick doesn't have a whole lot of extra karate fat, as Dan likes to say. <laughs> Nick doesn't have a lot of extra meat on his bones. So for me, cold water, ever since I was a kid, it's like jackhammer and I don't like it. And I got to share with you, dude, like the, it, this is my stupid brain, the way it works with either music, movies, comedy. You say Wim Hof, all I can picture is an ice bath with a guy with a life preserver thing 
with the hair, the glasses, and a hairy chest. And it is, who's that guy? David Hasselhoff. You say Wim Hof, I see David Hasselhoff. Every time you say it, I'm like, stop it. That's gross. (laughs) Wim Hof is way cooler than David Hasselhoff. Just saying. He is, Um, but David, he did have Knight Rider. He did have Knight Rider. Knight Rider was good. And Baywatch. Baywatch was, you know. The dude's got a cool car and a, a, I mean, let's just leave it there. Go ahead. We'll leave it there. So, and we'll, we'll attach uh, maybe a couple YouTube videos to some of Wim Hof's work so you can kind of follow what he does. But the ice baths, all right? So what I'm trying to get Nick to do is an ice bath. All right, I'm 52, right? I have a lot of inflammation. The army beat me up physically. And the first time I ever did an ice bath, it, it was two minutes. The water was probably about 40 degrees. And the temperature outside was actually cold. It was probably in the mid-60s, early 60s. And we were out at an event in California. And I got in the water that very first time, and you got to go down to your neck so that your shoulders are below the waterline. And you have to work on your breathing while you're in that water. I shivered and shook in places that I didn't know I could shake. All right. And I'm going to tell you right now, it royally sucked. Right. That first time I did it. And then I got out, very grateful to get out at that moment. I'm like, oh. And then you, st- you get that really, that endorphin release, and you feel really amazing. And then you realize, Three, four hours later, all the joint pain, gone. I didn't feel any physical pain in my neck, my shoulders, my back, my knees, my hips, everywhere I normally feel it. Because yes, when you get this age and you, you, you put 100 pounds of gear on your back and you walk up mountains in Afghanistan, that's what happens. You start losing cartilage. And I felt so amazing. And to reduce inflammation in your body for up to four hours in a day is amazing for the body because one inflammation is the cause of disease wherever that inflammation is it's causing disease so from a health perspective and the moment you get into that cold water you literally shut down your nervous system like if you're in a fight or flight moment and you don't have an ice enough ice to fill a bathtub get into a cold shower and take that water as cold as you possibly can and let it run down the back of your neck your head in the back of your neck and it will do the same thing it will start to relax that vagus nerve and you'll stop producing cortisol. Your adrenaline will regulate and it'll take you out of those moments. And then you move on and do your day like, like normal, but not spinning in those cycles of emotions. So that's my two tidbits. So cold water immersion, either an ice bath or a cold, cold shower, as cold as you can handle it, or breath work. That's what's worked for me. I was going to give two reasons as to why I'm the ice bath ain't happening. Reason number one, Dan led in with, it sucks. It really sucks. That's like going to dinner and you're like, dude, you got to try this. It's so horrible. No, really. I'll watch you. It's okay. The second reason is I'm married. I love my wife and I am very honest about things. And the one thing I can't afford in my life is shrinkage. Not doing this fast. (laughs) But Sherry. It's not happening. So that one, no, I agree with you. I know it works. I've done it as a kid. I did the slush jump at Brody Mountain where we would go up on St. Patrick's Day. Everybody's drunk, green snow. You come down, you hit the big jump, and you land in slushy water. We were actually on ESPN, and I did this. I did it the first time, and I felt like electricity got shot from my feet out of my head, and it was like instant shock. I got out of the water, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it again. I got to the top of this little part of the mountain to put my snowboard back on. I couldn't move my fingers. Like, I look like 
somebody who just couldn't work his hands. I'm trying to, I'm like, that's it. I walked down the mountain. So that was my one experience with an ice bath for real. And I was like, I don't think I'll ever do that again. So maybe it's trauma. Maybe you need to clear that trauma for me. Well, you're not convincing the audience that it might be beneficial to them. I'm oh. just saying the first time sucked. It did. And it will. Right. Second time was a lot easier to handle. The third, fourth, and fifth time, you get your breath work under control. Plus, the other benefits is if you do, they say if you do between nine and 11 minutes a week of ice baths to the point where you shiver, that your body will actually start to burn the brown visceral fat around your organs. That's the bad stuff. So there's numerous health effects. There's a lot of science behind it. And I would strongly suggest you looking into it. And the breath work is is pretty cool because they're actually starting to train folks in the military how to do breath work in those high stress moments to calm them because you want to be relaxed and calm when you're working through an objective. So that's my two tidbits. I agree with you on the the health benefits. So as much as I joke around, the health benefits are, that's something that you've always done a lot of homework on. You are, I hope you, I hope you can't hear this right now, but very intelligent when it comes to that stuff. So wait, I, sorry, I couldn't hear that. What did you say? I'm I what? Think I think your tinnitus was bothering you. Tinnitus was bothering you right there. So anyhow, folks, moving on. But the breath work I wanted to also hit on because I'm not the guy that can meditate. I've never been the guy that can take naps outside of when I had my traumatic brain injury. I, it's all I wanted to do was sleep. But squirrel, squirrel, yeah, well, whatever, Dan. Uh, man, I'm trying to bite my tongue right now. We're on a friendly show, and you're getting me sidetracked. See, you said squirrel. I looked down. There's a squirrel out in the lake right next to the lake yeah. right now. I know you. So where I was going with the breath work is I, before Dan and I ever did any of this work on my trauma, my negative emotions, guilt was huge. I don't know if it was guilt. I don't know exactly what it was, but two to three, maybe four minutes into the breath work, lights are out, music's on. I, I broke down and I'm just sitting here thinking, and it was, we were totally like, this could happen. That could happen. You might get emotional. I'm like, this is stupid. I'm not going to get emotional. I'm just breathing. I'm not the the guy that's ever been into that stuff. And I can tell you right now, without a doubt, it was one of the wildest experiences that I've ever had. Just how much you realize that it's almost like I got to let go for a minute. Like I wasn't holding everything so tight and it, it felt like it set me free. And it actually kind of opened my eyes up to some of my own personal stuff that I wanted to and needed to work on. So both those, I mean, if you're as old as Dan, Dan's, what are you pushing? 80? <laughs> That's how I feel when I wake up. That's not how old I am. Well, and it's a good thing this is a radio show, so they can't see your face. But Dang. anyhow, the the <laughs> whim off that I I agree, dude, with everything that you're saying. I and I think that my value add on my side for some tips and tricks for folks that are struggling is going to be a little bit on the other side, right? So I've worked with some people recently, and I was this person where my gut function was not good. And Right. So I, it was somebody that I've worked with, they, it's literally like, you got to know where a bathroom's at because you might not be able to control yourself or you have severe acid reflux or you eat the wrong thing and look out, it's going through whatever that may be. So going out to dinner with friends is not fun. You know, being in a place that you don't know is not fun. So you begin to isolate or not experience life in the way that you want to. Uh, I was told by multiple surgeons that, you know, I was on Nexium, I was on Prilosec had a bad acid reflux, you know, you just have to deal with it. The side effects aren't that bad. Well, side effects are osteoporosis, early onset, Alzheimer's, dementia. It's being linked to that stuff. I don't want to spend the next 30 years of my life on it. I spent 20 years on it. So getting in kind of the naturopathic 
doctor style, you know, world and my, some of the research my wife was doing and another friend who was, was a nutritionist who had been in the big pharma world combined, I got enough information to where I was told I, I basically didn't have enough stomach acid. So I started taking a natural supplement, an enzyme that would increase my stomach acid. Guess who didn't need Nexium anymore? Like I was digesting food more normally. Everything wasn't normal yet. And I still had issues with, you know, how frequent I might go to the bathroom or gas or that kind of stuff. And I then went to an acupuncturist and it, it's one of the wildest things that I've ever done. Sarah and I go to the same acupuncturist in Georgia. He's absolutely amazing. And it was weird. We walked out of the first appointment. We're like, this guy knows what he's talking about. And between some of the herbal medicine that he had us use, take, and as well as the acupuncture appointments, I literally walk around now eating what I want, going to the bathroom normally, and I feel great. So if you have gut function issues, that can also tie into trauma, your uh-huh. vagus nerve. You, we've had people that just from our processes alone get their gut function back and everybody's different. But if you have gut function issues and you just want to ask me what I did specifically, you can always reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to share that information because it was really bad. Tonight I sat down and ate dinner and I literally thought to myself, wow, this is what it's like to enjoy eating. I've never enjoyed eating because I'm always like, well, where's my stomach going to go next? And then I've got acid reflux or I might just feel horrible. I can eat food now and I don't feel that way. Bread, I think, still messes me up and it's probably because all the gluten and GMO stuff and all that. But gut function is is really big to get healthy because that, that affects the rest of your body. There's so much stuff that can lack, can affect your bones. You look like you got something you want to share, Dan. Yeah. Do you remember the Marine that we worked with who had to carry a bucket in his car? Yeah. Ir- I, ir- was it irritable bowel syndrome is what he had? Yeah. I actually nicknamed him dump truck because, dump truck. yeah, well, he, I mean, <laughs> he's a Marine and we know each other, so we can, I'm not going to out him on here, but he would be like, dude, I'd be, he's, he's the kind of person as a huge personality. You would never know that he was struggling the way that he did. He's a, he's a great dude, um, served his country honorably, but he'd be like, dude, I got to drive down the highway and you know, I got to go. I got, I got, I got a bucket in my truck. I'll just pull over and I got to take a dump. I'm in my truck. I got to take a dump. So he kept saying that. So I just nicknamed him dump truck, but the poor guy, you know, how awful is that? Yeah. And then how was his outcome after we were done working with him? No more IBS. Yeah. Think about that. Like he had some severe trauma. Next thing you know, my life's back to normal and I don't have to carry a bucket in my truck anymore. And the unfortunate part is a lot of us have issues like that. You are not going to go talk to your friends at a cocktail party about how you have the worst gas ever or you have to find a bathroom every five minutes. You're just not. It's embarrassing. Nobody wants to talk about that. There are a lot of ways to heal your body from that stuff, though. And and again, that's free information. We won't take up this whole podcast with it, but it, you can send Dan or I an email on that. And, and if we get an email from you on asking us about that stuff, we'll put together one that we can just send to everybody the same thing and we'll... We'll share that information with you. I know my wife, uh, with her background in physical therapy, is big on nutrition and helping people. And Sarah as well. You can email Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at Anxiety Guys. And Sarah will be happy to to share a lot of the stuff we've learned. Anything else you want to add? I think we got a lot of good information out there. I'll put a link in the show notes for some of the Wim Hof work. And who's the doctor that is really good, phenomenal with the breath work? Dr. Belicia Varnich. Maybe we'll put a link to her book. She's done some great work. Um, We've worked with her directly. So 
Yeah, and, and any other any other recommendations of books for people to read? Yeah, I would recommend strongly that uh, you read the book "Everybody Is Sick and I Know Why" by Dr. Glidden. It's "Everybody Is Sick and I Know Why." Dr. Glidden has been in the naturopath realm for thirty plus years. Very solid information, and it was very eye opening. I have friends that are medical doctors that have read this book, and they're just their eyes pop out of their head. They're like, "How come nobody knows this information?" You know, the one tidbit I'll share from that book is I believe that a naturopathic doctor needs 146 credit hours of medical nutrition. Think about what I just said there, medical nutrition, right? Your grass, trees, your flowers, they need the right nutrition to grow, right? The pH needs to be right. They need the right fertilizer, food. If they don't have it, they wither and die. Our bodies are the same way. So a naturopathic doctor has 146 credit hours for medical nutrition, an allopathic medical doctor has exactly zero hours of medical nutrition credit hours zero, required. Zero, zero hours required? Holy Zero. Cow. Like, let that sink in. Zero. Like, the fundamental building block of, what do you tell your kids? Eat healthy. Don't smoke. Right. Do drugs, right? You are what you eat. Right. And then when you start having body issues, well, what have you been eating? Are you drinking a lot? Like, your diet and what you consume really affects your body, yet all these amazing doctors that are out there in the world, they don't, they're that's not part of their curriculum to become a doctor. So that book was very eye-opening. I've had a lot of great feedback from people who I think are much wiser than I, especially in the healthcare field. So I, I would strongly recommend that one. All right. We'll put links in the show notes for all of what we discussed today. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Can't wait for you to feel the heal. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed stories of the mental margarita and hearing how others got to feel the heal. If you want to know more or work with us, you can head over to our website, anxietyguys.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us however you're listening to the podcast and leave us a review. That helps more people in need find the healing they deserve. We'll talk to you again in the next episode. Until next time, thank you for being a part of our tribe and joining the emotional revolution.